Good morning, everyone. This is Rob McDougall from Zang Financial here with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, February 20, 2024. So last week, as we had previewed last week, the number of economic data points that were coming out last week, a lot of them, uh, the most important were definitely the inflation metrics that came out. Uh, we had CPI, CPI core that came out on Tuesday, and then on Friday we had PPI and PPI core. All four of those indicators were worse than expected. So in terms of CPI, uh, we had CPI and CPI core that both came in 0.1% higher than expected. CPI came in at a plus 0.3% month over month. CPI core at a 0.4 month over month. So that was disappointing that on Friday, the PPI for January came in at a positive 0.3 that was expected to barely move, positive 0.1. The worst out of these four metrics, core PPI, that came in much worse than expected. That came in at 0.5% month over month versus consensus at 0.1. So inflation news wasn't great last week. Now, um, there was actually a metric that generally isn't great for the economy with retail sales and retail sales minus autos that came in worse than expected. But again, from an inflation perspective, that's actually good, less inflation and pressure. So it's sort of offset some of the negative news from the CPI and the PPI. So we had uh, retail sales that came in month over month. The expectation was retail sales were going to be up 0.1% month over month in January. They were actually down nearly a percent. It was negative 0.8%. So that's a very large variance from expectation. And then retail sales, ex-auto, that came in at a negative 0.6%, but was expected to be a positive 0.2%. So also last week, we had housing starts that were disappointing. So housing starts came in about 330,000 below expectations. You could take this metric either way, like less inflation pressure, but worse on GDP, usually you don't throw that in that bucket. So I would just say overall, that's kind of a disappointing data point. Housing starts lower than expected because one of the issues with CPIs we've talked about has been the stickiness of the housing component, which is about 35% of the CPI index. So the last thing last week, and this was positive, the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index came in a little bit below expectations, which was at 80 came in at 79.6. But really the important part of this, if you looked at the graph, uh, this is the best that we've hit in, certain, in terms of consumer sentiment per the University of Michigan index since early 2021. So that's been a nice trajectory. So with the economic data that we had last week, the expectations now for GDP for the first quarter, again, fourth quarter was really strong, far stronger than expected. Third quarter last year was strong, entire year was strong. So we're looking for data points indicating that we're, we see GDP growth leveling off so that we don't have the inflation pressure that we have suffered for the last 18 months or so. So with those data points last week, the Atlanta Federal Reserve, they actually reduced their expectation for GDP growth in the first quarter. They were at 3.4% for their expectation they brought that down to 2.9%. So also the news that hit last week in terms of CPI, PPI, uh, in terms of inflation expectations, those rose a little bit last week. So now the expectation for the next 10 years, the U.S. 
10-year Treasury minus 10-year tips is 2.33%, which again is a very modest level. If we hit that, that'd be great. It's a little higher than we had two weeks ago, but still I'd say a very solid number. So in terms of the expectations for the Fed, now we do have the FOMC meeting this week. Uh, they're not going to be voting on rates. There will be no change. But in terms of next month's uh, Fed meeting, where there are expectations of change, just a couple of months ago, it was almost um, a certainty that we were going to get a Fed cut in March. Now, it seems like every week that possibility uh, goes lower, probability goes lower. So now there's a 91.5% probability built into the Fed Fund's future market that we will not get a cut in March. That's up from 84% just a week ago. And again, if you look three months ago, it was over 80% probability that we were getting at least one. Then as we look at the Fed Fund's future market towards the end of the year, there is now a 72.9% chance that we'll get at least 100 basis points of cuts that probability has decreased as well. That is now that was down. That was eighty percent the week before, and again now is down to a seventy-three percent chance of one hundred basis point increase. So, with economic activity, what did that do for the markets last week? Take a quick review. In terms of U.S. equities, U.S. equities down a little bit. If you S and P five hundred down 026 percent, the equally weighted. Um, S&P index was actually flat for the week. NASDAQ uh, led the losers list last week. Those stocks, some Ag7 and many of the other high growth names. That was actually the worst performer last week. NASDAQ down a little over 1%. So on a year-to-date basis now, S&P 500 up 5.15%. The equal weighted only up 1.43%. That's because the NASDAQ composite and those tech names have been very strong of 5.09 on a year-to-date basis. International equities last week, one of the aberrations here, uh, did outperform U.S. U.S., um, again, we'll just use the S&P down 20.26%, 26 basis points. The MSCI World XUS developed markets, that was up 1.39%. And emerging markets, which has been really tough, uh, that was up 2.04% for the week. In emerging markets, which has been the worst performer for some time, uh, emerging market up 2.04, and China within that was up 2.48%. So on a year-to-date basis now, again, S&P 500 up 5.15%. Rest of developed markets, XUS, up 95 basis points, 0.95%. Emerging markets down 0.7%. China still down 5.4% on a year-to-date basis. So lastly, in terms of indexes, fixed income last week, again, we had a huge rally at the end of last year, November, December, in the fixed income markets. That has really been unwinding here in early 2024. Again, last week, the two-year U.S. Treasury yield was up 15 basis points. The 10-year was up 10 basis points. So the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index, that was down 61 basis points last week. And it now is down a little over 2% on a year-to-date basis. We always we often look at the uh, long-term treasuries for the impact of duration and uh, the changes in interest rates. The government U.S. index, 20-year duration, that was down 1.2%, 1.26% last week. and is down 5.7% on a year-to-date basis. So 
Uh, looking forward, economic activity this week, a breather. It's a holiday-shortened week, nothing yesterday with President's Day. Rest of the week, there's only two real data points, um, FOMC minutes that come out in January from the January meeting. Those come out on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we do have initial jobless claims. Uh, the expectation is that we'll come in about 218000 It was 212000 the week before. So that's really it. Thank you very much for your attendance. I uh, hope to see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.